0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at
2: visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to
0: Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the Cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Cyberpunks, welcome back to the show. This is... Your host, Tom, or Robots, and this is the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we cover everything having to do with Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077, Cyberpunk Red, and all sorts of other topics having to do with the Cyberpunk genre. And this week, we have a very special guest, somebody that you will recognize from some previous episodes of the show, Jay Gray from R-Talsorian Games, the man who knows more about Cyberpunk than I know about my own family.
2: That's not true.
0: That's pro. It's probably true.
2: It, it, I mean, if that's the case, maybe I think you need to spend
0: need more time to, with to my family. Shut
2: <laughs> down the podcast right now and go spend some time with your family, man. Because <laughs> you don't get those years back.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I do know. I knew. I do know a lot about my family. But you, to to the point, know a lot about Cyberpunk because you work for Archosorian Games. So anybody who doesn't yes. know and doesn't recognize you and hasn't listened to a previous episode that you have been on. You are you are basically the communications ambassador for R-Telsorian Games the people who invented cyberpunk
2: the game yes the game well, well, well. not the we're, genre we're not claiming to invent the genre the
0: game
1: the game yeah the game
2: the um,
0: tabletop yeah. game that it created the whole tabletop game system that people have been playing for decades now that spawned the whole reason why we got cyberpunk 2077 that all of this stuff is based around that this entire show was the whole concept for this whole show, right? All of that stuff. And you've, you've guessed it on the show for a few times now. And every time you sit down and talk about it, everybody loves, and I, I get feedback about this all the time. Everybody loves your passion for this stuff and your depth of knowledge. And so, On our first post Logan episode, I thought, who better to reach out to to join me on the show than Jay Gray? So, how are you doing? How are how are things? How have you been?
2: Uh, We are good. Um, We have uh, uh, RTG has released the Cyberpunk Red data pack. Mm-hmm. which is, which I think we talked about on our last show. Yeah. Uh, very cool collection of maps and uh, Screamsheet adventures and uh, additional, uh, we call 20 things lists, which is 20, ra- a series of 20 random things one could find in Night City ranging from 20... 20- hotspot nightclubs to 20 safe houses to 20 things you'll find in the dead guy's subdermal pocket.
0: That's right. That's uh, right. Last time you were on, we did a uh, random roll of just like, yep. what would we find in just kind of a random thing? And we found a, a dead guy with a yep. subdermal pocket. Yes. <laughs> we
2: released, we released the Netrunner deck,
1: mm-hmm.
2: net running deck, which has uh, cards to make Netrunning, which we'll talk about today easier. And Penny Arcade is carrying a four pin set for cyberpunk red, which, includes the guy on the cover of 2020, the woman on the cover of uh, Cyberpunk Red, the giraffe, which anybody who has the core rulebook for Cyberpunk Red will know the giraffe as the uh, giraffe-like yellow construction mech that shows up in a couple of photos, Uh a couple of pictures, um, and we just released stats for it. in Interface Red, which is a new product we just released, which is a collection of short articles. And it also has the Danger Gal, Uh, logo uh, with Daniel Gal being the uh, detective agency owned by uh, Michiko uh, Arasaka, uh, a.k.a. um, uh, uh, Subaru's granddaughter.
0: Right, right. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So uh, there's there's a ton of stuff out there. If you if you're looking for to dive deeper into the world of cyberpunk, then there's a lot of new stuff that's out there. So just a reminder, go check that stuff out. But this episode specifically, Jay and I were throwing around some ideas, and we wanted to get deeper into the net and the way the, the origins of the net, the way the net has developed in the world of cyberpunk, and the effects of the net. Because the net's kind of a mysterious thing it's it is it's a it's a dangerous thing it's a mysterious thing it is a a place where ai runs rampant where there's i don't know there i'm let's i don't want to jump the gun on this but Mm -hmm. i know you've been thinking about this where should we start when talking about the net do we want to start at the beginning
2: Yeah, well, we start at the beginning, um, which is the cyberpunk world, as we know, is an alternate parallel timeline to our own. Right. Where uh, somewhere around the late 80s, early 90s, it splits off uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, There is the collapse where uh, the United States and the world economy just falls apart. Uh, Climate change hits the no return point super early really early uh, yeah really early uh
0: do we know do we uh, know the reason for that in this universe is there were people just gobbling up oil reserves faster and burning more carbon into the air is is there like a specific reason why that's different
2: it's a combination of that and the fact that there that um the deregulation of environmental protections were just stripped we uh, just kept going straight through because the gang mm. of four um in addition, which are the people that uh, caused a lot of the problems, a group of various a shadow cabal of government agents and agencies and directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't interested in protecting the environment. They were interested in protecting their interests and making money. Right. And right. running the show. And so they didn't care about. Yeah.
0: Uh, gruff, gruff men speaking with deep tones, always backlit yes. and smoking. That's the, yes. just all, well, all, you, all four of them at all times. Yeah.
2: You, you, You'll all remember if you're old enough that once upon a time everyone's like, <laughs> you know, hairspray, hairspray, hairspray is bad for the environment. We can't do hairspray yes, anymore. Yes, and
0: it's killing the ozone. Happened.
2: Yeah, that never happened. So the ozone layer just broke apart uh, fairly early on, and uh, climate change just hit harder and nastier uh, than it did here. So uh, there's that, and the rise of mega corporations because mega corporations can pay for politicians, and mega corporations aren't interested in the environment. Uh, keep in mind. Petrochem and Sov Oil, two uh, megacorps who are very obviously petroleum based, yes. fought a war.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
0: It, you can, know, can you imagine our in our reality if, like, Exxon Valdez and yeah. I don't know, whoever the other biggest oil company is out yeah. there, uh, just all of a sudden amassed armies and just yeah. sent them off to the Middle East to fight over? Like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, basically this is the equivalent of the, the middle East war being fought mm-hmm. by oil companies rather than the United States and the Iraqis and whoever else was over there at the time.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the net though. Uh, so it splits off and uh, part of the way it splits off is <clears throat> our internet never develops there. And the reason it doesn't is because very early on they develop, uh, mind machine interfaces. And so, uh, development of a global network shifts from uh, what we think of, which is a hyper-stack page system, the Mm -hmm. World Wide Web overlaid overlaid upon a network of computers, to a network of computers people can plug their brains into, either directly or indirectly. Uh, uh, There were things called um, node uh, uh, trodes, basically, uh, like suction cups you can attach to your head that allow you to experience a slower version of the net
0: those are the ones that so, you get at the library yeah. because they don't they don't yeah. have as much money for the interfaces
2: yeah. so yeah <laughs> can so, you imagine basic, walking
0: through a public library and seeing a bunch of people with suction cups on their heads
2: well they, they were like like caps yeah you know, put on but yeah, yeah basically same idea i mean yeah. you could also do it with like old-fashioned way a keyboard and a, and, a, and a monitor but the whole idea is basically the net development shifted from people accessing it on regular computers to people being able to access it with their brain mm-hmm
0: Which we're getting closer and closer to because we can, we we can like plug a monkey into a a computer now and have them Mm -hmm. like draw things on a computer screen.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's basically imagine if VR worked 30 years earlier really well. Yeah. And they said, everyone said, Oh, well why bother with screens? when everybody could just put on these things and direct
0: neural connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, um, so it was sort of, and at first it was fairly rough, uh, the internet, the net in 20, 13, the original cyberpunk, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: was a much rougher place. It was user dependent as opposed to, uh, so the user bought the experience as opposed to the other way around. They had something called interfaces. So the way I was seeing the net was not the way you were seeing the net. It depended on the programs mm-hmm. on your cyber deck. So for example, I might be seeing the net as castles and, dragons and mountains and great rolling green fields skyrim. and someone else might be seeing the net, Yeah, skyrim, the net. skyrim yeah and someone else might be seeing it as a you know tron-esque grid uh-huh. uh kind of thing and so that there was a lack of consistency which often caused a lot of confusion so i would say i get together with someone in the dead, i say oh can you go over there and get that dragon egg and the other guy's not seeing the dragon egg
0: right right, right.
2: so um after 2013 A bunch of scientists get together, and they uh, put together, I think they're called Grub-Imara algorithms. And what these do, the IG algorithms, so what these do is they transform the net. Uh, Everyone but one person plugs out of the net, uh, jacks out, they run the algorithms, and then when you uh, jack back in... It now becomes that the net tells you what you're seeing. You have so consistency.
0: It's standardized. It's all it's all it, consistent it, from that point on.
2: It's standardized. It, it does so. two things. It standardizes it so that when what I see is what you see. So, for example, Arasaka can create a net space that is looks like an ancient Japanese fortress, right? Um, and everyone will see it that way. But the other thing it does is it overlays physical distance with net distance, mm. so that um, uh, if I am in a city. And I am in front of, say, I'm in Night City, and I'm in front of Arasaka's n- node, which is right in Arasaka Tower, whichever version you like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And across the way is Militech's tower, and I'll see their tower, and it'll look the same distance.
0: It's equivalent, yeah.
2: Equivalent. Um, I move much faster because I move at the speed of thought, but there's a, a sense of reality to the net that wasn't there before. But that goes on front, of, and it all goes down to the one guy that didn't jack out that day. And right. his name was Raish Bartmos.
0: Somebody that we have yes. definitely heard of.
2: Yes. So Raish, as everybody knows, said, Oh, well, this is a very pretty and cool thing they're doing. Why don't I add something to it? And he had a data crash to it, which basically is if he didn't communicate with his virus every uh, so often with a dead man switch, essentially, mm-hmm. it will go off. And the data crash hits in the fourth corporate war, 2022. Mm-hmm. Within a month, 78% of the net's infected, I believe it is. And what it does is it swaps data from files. So, for example, uh, say, during the Fourth Corporate War, had a was sending orders to a platoon to go uh, to these coordinates, X and Y, uh, you know, uh, uh, these geostationary coordinates on the, on the map to hit this base, and instead... And this actually happened during the Fourth Corporate War. And instead, the file just switched the coordinates, like one number in those coordinates, with a number from another file.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And suddenly, they're hitting Petrochem space.
0: Right. Yeah. It just it just completely just went to the wrong location by one and, digit.
2: And, yeah. And so, by, by so you got to realize by twenty twenty three, the net had had over a decade of existence. Everyone was hooked into it. Everyone had bought into it. Think about how fast we adopted smartphones after the first iPhone came out and how fast they became part of our life. Everyone bought into it. Everyone hooked into it. Everyone chose convenience over security. mm -hmm. And so, you know, so instead of saying, oh, well, I'm not going to hook my database full of important information to the net because it's more secure if it's not attached to the net, they said, I would rather have it. And I'll put in these black ice to watch it and keep people out so that. People can, from distance, access it, and we can all work on it together. It was more convenient that way, but the end result being is large sums of human knowledge, and certainly most of the knowledge acquired since 2013. Because by that point, why was anybody writing anything down on paper when the net existed in the first place?
0: Sure, you know, I mean, think, I mean, about I think about, about much, today. I think most yeah, of what I, I write stuff is in a,
2: written yeah, in a Google Doc, digitally. somewhere yeah, 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 absolutely. So the end result being is mo- you know a large chunk of the world's information was corrupted you couldn't read the instructions for a, a cookie recipe much less the plans for a tank and right. know for sure right. that you're going to make what you're supposed to make right or you're going to make something poisonous that will kill someone
0: right or the history of egypt yeah you know um, like all of a sudden we have you know the cookie recipes in the history of egypt
2: yeah or you know remember that, neat <laughs> or time, tank or plans. that video yeah that video of Leo, lee harvey oswald uh killing Marilyn monroe yeah <laughs> right right
0: yeah, you know right. what would be amazing is a uh, like a fan, like written storybook of like the craziest things that happened during the data crash. That would be a wonderful thing. If anybody wants to do, like, stories of the data crash, like these just fun little, like, one-off stories of, like, there was a time during the cra- data crash before anyone realized what was going on, when this happened, you know, yeah. like... <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and I think
2: about it's like news, news anchors reading the wrong stories, right? you know, because that's, that's what was handed to them, because they just read the stories. Just, that's what they're paid to do.
0: They just read it off. Um, and just only, like, one word was swapped, but it caused yeah. this crazy thing to happen... Because yeah. there's this convergence of events, because that could create yeah. some of the really, really interesting stories.
2: Yeah. So, in addition to that, uh, Rachel also released rabbits, uh, roving autonomous Bart Moss something something mm-hmm. drones. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is different
0: than uh, Raymond's rabbits, which are yes, you know, uh, crazy looking aliens with that look like rabbits that are yeah basically yeah the the,
2: the rabbits insane. wouldn't get along with Mario.
0: No, no. Although that was an amazing uh, game. That game was great. It
2: was um it was it was I, I i'm led to understand that it is a great tactical rpg
0: it is great. it is a really good game and the sequel they're still working on the sequel it's gonna come out at some point
2: so um <laughs> the uh the uh the, the rabbits are out there and so not only is data being swapped and messed with uh, but anyone who attaches the jacks into the net is being attacked by these insane shark things essentially mm-hmm. you know so the end result being NetWatch tries to fix it. NetWatch can't fix it. They start shutting down nodes. They start telling people not to go in. Corporations start being smart in uh, air gapping their databases. Eventually, by the 2030s, cities begin building uh, through, uh, in North America, through the Ziggurat Corporation. Okay. Uh, city nets, small comparatively. Mm-hmm. Networks built on the backs of the old data terms. Local nets, uh, yeah, local nets. You know, imagine, and it happens. So uh, you get like, Night City has a network, and Chicago has a network, and L.A. has a network.
0: Right, but they're isolated. They they're not. They're not locked. They're not attached to. They others.
2: talk to each other, but in very controlled ways. Mm-hmm. Like there are, for example, data bursts. we send. We'll send information to you, and you'll send information to me, maybe once an hour. In a very controlled burst mm-hmm. that burst will be you know scanned to make sure there's nothing bad in it right because networks net watches understandably paranoid that a rabbit will get into this system or something like a rabbit will develop that'd be horrible because rabbits are like ais this is one of the reasons why they're so paranoid about ais in 2077. yeah um and then Eventually, you get more connectivity until you get to 2077, where you still have, there's still city nets, but there's more connection uh, to the point where uh, in red, you can't uh, do net running from a distance. You have to be on the spot. You have to jack into the building. Uh, T-Bug and a few others can do net running in 2077 through some very special ways that uh, uh, I can't really talk about because they haven't gone in depth with it to 2077, Mm -hmm. but it involves... Uh, interesting uh, interactions with the way that, with, with old and new nets.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, like, it's almost uh, like this is a future version of like walled cities. Mm-hmm. Is really what it is. Like, you have you have walled systems. You have these walled nets, which are like walled cities, and the gates open, and everything is checked before it leaves. And everything is stopped at the city gates and is checked before it comes in, and then the city gates are closed. And mm-hmm. then at certain times, the city gates are allowed to open again, and then things are sent out, and things are allowed in, and then the city gates are closed again. And at yeah. all other times, the city guard stands there and they don't let anything in or out unless, by order of the king, it is allowed to open. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah.
2: I mean, that's it. I mean, essentially, essentially what they're doing is plague uh, control. Yeah. Uh, they're making sure that, that if. A new form of rabbit or something similar shows up at night city it won't infect it will just infect night city it won't get out to the rest of the net and netwatch is fastidious about it uh and uh you know no one no one wants that again you know i'm sure ziggurat would like to open up more because ziggurat would make more money that way yeah but uh you don't want to upset netwatch at this point um and and you don't want to upset your customer base because everyone remembers the fourth corporate war
0: because it'll tank everything again Everybody yeah. loses now. What's what's the significance of the name Ziggurat? Uh,
2: Ziggurat was founded by a uh, f- a, f- a person named U R. Uh, mm-hmm. That is uh, Ur. their name. U R. Right. No, no, not Ur. U R.
0: Right, right. But like the city of Ur.
2: Yeah. Like the yes, ancient there, city of Ur, there's, there's
0: a, which had yeah, the ziggurats a, in it.
2: Yeah. There's a lot That's of Babylonian underpinnings yeah. to the ziggurat concept. Um, but yeah, no, uh, basically what it was, was when we sat down and we said, okay, we need some new corporations that have risen since the end of the fourth corporate mm-hmm. war. Uh, you know, we talked about Zerapha, which is a Russian construction and drone company. Uh-huh. We talked about, um, uh, continental brands, which is a food company. It's like, an, I mean, it all depends on what your, your 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 thoughts are on Trader Joe's, but it's like an evil Trader Joe's.
0: Evil Trader Joe's, <laughs> right? Some people might say that Trader Joe's is evil. I get I get what you're yeah. saying. So but, like, but, it's, but that's kind of Yeah, redundant but imagine case, imagine but, yeah. a Trader
2: Joe's that it's like cuts up a store and then starts you know sending goon squads to shut down the na- the, the neighboring bodega.
0: I see. Um, like pay us <laughs> pay us protection yeah. money. <laughs> or we're going to shut down your store.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zikara, yeah. the basic idea is we had to, um, It started with, we just want a new media corporate. And we were thinking, well, there are these networks, someone's controlling them. Mm-hmm. Who is it going to be? And we went through, we went through the ideas and we're like, oh, and then we thought about AOL. And if you remember America online, we're like, yes. America online thing was a pyramid. Right. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, from there, you're know, like, oh, well, what if, What if it was something similar, you know, and we're like in a way the net's sort of like back then when you had AOL and Prodigy and CompuServe, Mm -hmm. you know, where you had these individual networks, but they're city-based instead of uh, dial-up based. Mm -hmm. And so like, okay, well, Ziggurat worked. And from there, this whole thing came together.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like the, um, the connections to the like old naming concepts. Um, yeah okay so this so at this point we're up to the what the 2030s
2: um i mean we've gone through the 2045 2030s is when they start building the new city nets and Mm -hmm. they put over the city nets in the same way that um the world wide web uh, is not actually the internet it is the way we interact with the internet right if you think about it that way but we use the terms interchangeably so they put up and then they put up the data pools which is the same thing the data pool is the way you interact with the city net and the data pool is a shared open system that anyone can contribute to. They can mm-hmm. load sites onto the data pool. They can upload files to the data pool. Basically it's a user driven content site, whether that user is a large corporation or an individual person. And, uh, and it goes on from there. Uh, eventually it hits the uh, net we see in 2077, uh, which is, uh, you know, they had, they didn't explore the, the, the basic information data structure networks, you know, the everyday stuff you get to use these computer to look at some websites essentially,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it's, you know, the basically hasn't actually, from what I can tell, it hasn't advanced that much in the 30 years or so between red and 2077, possibly because netwatch is saying, Hey, no, well, wait, let's take it slow mm-hmm. and make sure everything's okay. Let's make sure we don't make any new AIs. Right. That will, try to destroy the world again
0: right so Um, so okay so let's let's talk about the AIs let's talk about what happened after the crash the emergence of the AIs yes and where all of that stuff exists because that's out there somewhere Mm-hmm. And some people are trying to interact with that stuff. We've talked about this before, the different kinds yes. of AIs, the emergent AIs, the AIs that were used to be human and then they're, yeah. not, they're out there somewhere, not human anymore. And now they're some sort of weird thing. And then the AIs, AIs that like we wouldn't even be able to begin to communicate with them because they're so far not human in any way that how would we even begin to yeah. find some sort of common ground to even talk like wh- where yeah. do where do those exist
1: Okay,
2: so here's the thing to think about. Number one, cyberpunk red is not so different. uh, Cyberpunk, cyberpunk, the world is not a mystical place. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It is not a place where magic exists. Therefore, the net, while it may have certain mystical overtones to certain people, people could put religious and spiritual components to it. It is not inherently that. It's not another dimension. It's not the astral plane. It is a network of physical computers and servers. And so your first question you have to ask is if these if these horrible things, these rabbits, all this stuff is on the old net. Why is not network just going around, turning and them off, them up? right? Turning them right.
0: off. In fact, yeah, I mean, if, if these if you if you could track down every server that these things are running on and just unplug them, just turn the power off mm-hmm. each of them just sequentially just Ooh, power down, problem
2: solved. And by 2077, they've had half a century to do that, haven't they?
0: Right. That's all you don't even have to blow them up. In fact, yeah. all you have to do is just get, you know, just find them all, turn the power off.
2: Yeah. That's it. So, you know, a, and the answer to that is because, well, I have two reasons. A, there's a lot of potential. Lost knowledge on there that you want to be able to get to. You know, there's riches beyond measure. There is digital treasure there. Right. And everyone's reluctant to let that go. The other thing is, someone lives there.
1: Hmm. Um,
2: we call them ghost cities. Uh, we mentioned uh, Hong Kong. There's a couple others, places where, for one reason or another, humanity uh, had to leave, but there was a decent infrastructure left in place so that. With some help, with some drones, the local net, uh, the AIs can essentially live there and maintain those systems. And the thing is, is NetWatch can't do quickly what they need to do with the black wall on their own.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm not saying they made some deals. But I'm saying maybe they made some <laughs> deals.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh
2: huh. So you just think about that. You know, if NetWatch, who by the time. Uh, uh, by 2077, are a global police force who can you know send an agent in, and that agent can you know hire a gang and 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 try to shut down the the, uh, the voodoo boys. Surely they can start sending agents to all these hiring edge running teams, send them all over the world, right. shut down these servers. So there's a reason why they're not, and that reason is you know not just going to be about you know deals. Deals have been made. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, what did they say in Hamilton? No one was. No one was in the room.
0: Yeah, right, right. So, do you think? Okay, I mean, obviously, you, you know, I'm just speculating here because I don't. Yeah. Um. If there's enough, if there is a power broker among the AIs who's able to influence human behavior, and that power broker can use the wealth of the information that's left on the internet in order to broker humans to do what they need them to do. Then in the, in that amount of time, in half a century, the servers and the infrastructure, the physical infrastructure needed for the AIs to continue doing what they need to do. Could it by that point be anywhere? Mm. Isn't that interesting? Theoretically they could have had humans build them power sources and servers mm-hmm. anywhere on the planet or off the planet, wherever they wanted them to be, in a safe location, and then even brokered a, a, a way for the for humans to have forgotten where they were put.
2: Yeah, keep in mind the AIs, artificial intelligences, don't need cities. They, they don't. don't need they to don't. be in one place.
0: They all no. they need is a uh, human. All they need is to get a person to give them the keys to manipulate even just a robotic entity to start doing the things that they need them to do and in, or in the physical world in order to leverage that. And then that could snowball into getting the things that they want in physical space in order to manage doing what they need in digital space. Yeah.
2: And given and enough course- time,
0: they can make that mm-hmm. work out for them however they however they need.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is no reason why an AI cannot use a drone or right. a doll,
0: or a doll, or a human whose brain they, they somehow tap into because they have enough augments in their brain and eventually take over oh. their brains if they were if they could figure out how to do that because they're AIs. Is a doll. That, that is a doll. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, right. but you're
2: right. No, yeah. you know who knows? Who knows? You know who was running the experiment on the politician and his wife? Mm -hmm. all kinds of interesting questions yeah i don't know if that was an ai i honestly don't know if that was an ai ai or not i know that there's there's hints that you know something was involved um and it was uh, some shadowy cabal i don't know if it's a i I like to think that's a really cool the ais are trying to figure out if they can influence human societal development that way and i like the idea that the ais aren't a unified mass um and we get hints of that don't we yeah um uh, here and there. Uh, for example, um, it's a very strange, one of the cyber psycho missions, um, uh, involves, uh, this maelstrom who was in a fridge. I don't know if you remember this one in like some kind of this maelstrom, uh, ganger who was in a fr- fridge lying on the ground. They were in the fridge. There was a whole ritual going on and then we fight her and she zips around the field and it's a really annoying fight
1: uh-huh.
2: afterwards you can find the data chart talks about it. They're doing like a ritual to Lilith to reach beyond the black wall. And you're like, is Lilith an actual AI who's trying to influence the maelstrom? And if so, A, to what end? B, is it possible that some AIs are acting independently of other AIs and carrying out their own agendas? Because why should AIs get along any more than humans do?
0: Right, right, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, if their own, their, if their, their own persons They have their own identities. Um, The thing that's so interesting to me about this is how they are all. So if they're all working and processing on a network together, then they're Mm -hmm. all limited by the processing power of that network.
2: Possibly. Yeah. Um, Soul killer, for example, the original soul killer, the first soul killer 1.0, the one alt developed before she was kidnapped by Mm Arasaka was a stationary program
0: okay um, so it only ran on a computer system
2: it it was too big to go out into the net
0: right right uh,
2: it was just too big it, you know it would be like trying to stream every movie at once to, try right, to get it
1: out there right right
2: uh soul killer 2.0 uh, it was a little better by the time they hit soul killer 3.0 which is what they use in the fourth corporate war right. it was fully mobile semi-intelligent and able to mimic People go into people's histories, find out about their friends, learn who their friends were, Mm -hmm. even absorb their friends and then mimic the people it had soul killed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so here's here's my thinking on this is once you get to these advanced AIs that can basically be transient on the on the net, they can they can exist on the Internet, on on whatever server that is currently running on it, on 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 multiple servers. Basically, they are distributed systems. Mm -hmm. If you think of it like that. And so you could have thousands or millions or however many of these can exist on, on that system based on whatever the server load is for these AIs. They just kind of exist on whatever systems they need to in order to continue existing and moving wherever they need to go. Right. Right. But there is a there is a physical limit based on processing power. Right. So there's going to be competition for limited resources theoretically you
2: are probably you, you might be right there who knows what that competition is and how it works and right. how much it but there there is a limit to that thought in that uh it needs to be recognized that our cyberpunk in general the, the genre treats does treat the computer the network the matrix almost like
0: an unlimited resource a,
2: an unlimited mystical realm right. um right because the thing is, is that it all roots back to Tron. Right. Yes. You know, this magical place where all computer it, things
0: just kind of do, do the know, thing. It, and it, who knows it, it how it
2: back. It all roots back because Tron was a formative experience of a virtual space for just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of the eighties. And that's where, you know, I remember Gibson, Gibson didn't know anything about computers, but Gibson had seen Tron. Yeah. So that's what, you know, yeah. net space is in, in, Neuromancer—it's basically, you know, a gritty Tron. Uh, so he's not really thinking about things. It's, um, we actually, for a while, we actually, when we wrote Red uh, at the very beginning of Red, it has um, it has the Never Fade Away story, which mm. is the story that, of Johnny and Alt and how Alt was kidnapped and how Johnny almost rescued her mm. and prevented her from rescuing herself. And in the original version of that, I think we have this very—we we say Soul Killer was massive because it took up this many megabytes. It's right. an embarrassingly small <laughs> yes. amount of megabytes.
0: I remember, I remember pointing this out on that, on like really early on in the show when I was reading through that that portion.
2: When, yeah, it was like yeah, thirty-two we,
0: megabytes, it was something. Yeah, yeah sixty-four it megabytes. Like,
2: it was like it was less than what we—it's less than an app on your on your phone these days. Yeah. Um, so I mean, eventually in Cyberpunk itself in twenty twenty, we realized that the uh, we couldn't keep up with the technology. The technology was advancing at such a rate, and memory is becoming cheaper and cheaper, and hard drives are becoming bigger and bigger. So, yeah. we eventually stopped saying megabytes or gigabytes. We just started saying memory units. It takes up three memory units, and we never defined what a memory unit is. Right. Uh, but in red, we changed it. We, we made some small alterations to the story for that reason. So, Never Fade Away no longer says uh, it takes up this many megabytes. We just say it's so big that it can't, you know. It just, I can't leave, leave the yep, server, right. you know, for the same reason I think we, we, we did that and we changed, like, I think there was like a Smith and Wesson gun in there and we changed mm. some brand names. Yeah. Um, the only, I think the only brand name that we kept was Porsche because CDPR had a deal yeah. with Porsche to put the Johnny's Porsche, Johnny's Porsche specifically in yeah. the game. Yeah, So it shows up in our story
0: that's cool that's cool well hey you know what we got to take a quick break to thank our patrons but we'll be right back because i've got some more questions and i know some of our our viewers our live viewers on twitch have some questions as well so feel free to toss them in chat if you have some questions for jay gray from r talsorian and we'll be right back hey Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favourite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh is the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant but still got a bad critic score. And we say nice things about them because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're going to be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and Dragons in them. How could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode,
2: we love you and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! all right this is the part of the show where i get to thank our awesome patrons all 19 of you and thank you so much guys you are what helps me do this show every week and keep it going and i really do appreciate it so thank you to all of our patrons all of our upgraded patrons all our night city mercs and we have multiple tiers now so go check that out so if we've done anything to help you get through your workday your drive to work, your workout, or you know, cleaning your keyboard because when was the last time you cleaned your keyboard? I mean, be honest with yourself. Our keyboards are dirtier than our, our handles on our doors even because when was the last time? I mean, you wash your hands all the time, but when do you wash your keyboard? Go clean your keyboard. And while you're doing that, listen to this podcast and type in patreon.com slash cyberpunk and go <laughs> go check out all the different tiers because you can get ad-free episodes. You can get episodes a day early. You can get to join us on a future episode of the show, which is coming up. Our end of the show patron chat is coming up on the 28th. And and we had an awesome time watching uh, Ghost in the Shell yesterday. We all watched that and we had a, a wonderful little group of ours watching that together. And Talking about the cyberpunk elements in that. And we will be discussing that at the end of the month in two weeks on the 28th. So on the 28th uh, at the end of the day. um, So that's nine o'clock Eastern. We'll be all talking about that. And there's plenty of time to join us if you want to sign up for tier four. For that I believe it's tier four it's the uh, fully upgraded tier and so there's all sorts of other stuff on there including t-shirts we now have t-shirts with all the different uh s- boroughs i guess they're called boroughs of, of night city different little sections of night city districts districts that's the word boroughs are like new york city districts of night city see this is why jay gray's on the on the podcast um, but go go check those out. each each shirt is designed around a different district, and uh, you know all sorts of other cool stuff. But thanks again to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, with um, With the net the way it is, it's this like, like you said, it's kind of like this mystical experience kind of thing out there. It's kind of this like dangerous world. There's there's a lot of parallels to me between some of the things going on with cyberpunk and also other fantasy worlds. And we talked about this with like the walled cities. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the walled net and that being like a walled city. You also have the concept of fairy. And this is something that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien drew a lot of inspiration from. And I, have you studied much of Tolkien's work? Obviously, Tolkien was formative.
2: Teeny, teeny a, tiny bit. Teeny tiny bit. I, I, I read me some similares.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, he was formative in, in fantasy, which has influenced so much of our, our you know, sci-fi and fantasy and everything over the last i don't know 70 80 you know almost 100 years now um but in in the realm of fairy there's this sense of moving from the familiar to the unfamiliar from the here and now to the beyond uh that the the realm of the what is comfortable and normal to the realm that is other and potentially dangerous and unknown where things don't work the way they seem. And Mm -hmm. that's what's there's an element of that in cyberpunk. And the net is that it is that element of, of the other, this place where you can, you could as a net runner jack in and you could try to go through and break your way in and be in this world. That is like the other. And there are elements where, these fairy creatures, these AI could potentially break into your realm and, you know, temporarily show up in your reality and, and, and mess around with your reality in some way, and then go back into their realm. You know, like there are elements here that kind of have parallels to that.
2: Well, there is, um, you think about it for a second. Um, Aliens do not exist openly. <laughs> as far in the as we, as far as we know, <laughs> yes, as
0: far there, there, there,
2: there is there is no. Like I said, we're, we're talking about earlier. there's no magic. There's no no vampires mm-hmm. in cyberpunk main cyberpunk. Um, uh, the alternate reality, night's Edge supplement from uh, Ionis Games, notwithstanding, it's published back in the nineties. Likewise, there we, we focus the science fiction on the near future to make it the world outside your window cranked up to eleven. That's why there's not anti-gravity, that's why there's not teleporting, that's why there's not a whole bunch of, you know, certain technologies. Yeah. And that's why there's no aliens. Right. But there are non human intelligences. So right. AIs are the aliens yeah. of the cyberpunk world.
0: Yeah, yeah, just like just like in fantasy, fairies or elves yes. or gnomes yeah. or or whatever are yeah. the aliens well, I mean, of that world.
2: I mean, you're you're talking the elves are weird, but you can basically understand them. They're two legs, two arms, two, two eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, they fall in love. They they hate things. They lust for power. They eat food.
0: Right, dwarves. Right,
2: halflings. But you get to the fairies and the fairies are saying here eat this thimble you know it's it's right it becomes it's, it's wonderland it's weird and it makes it, no sense their, the, the their
0: motivations don't make any sense yeah and, and that was yeah. his point and, and he he studied um myths from history he was a philologist he studied the, the origins of language and in order studying these origins of language like he he um translated uh, uh gawain and the green knight and he translated beowulf and these old these old stories from, you know, 600 years ago and the world was different back then. And oftentimes in those mythologies, they would, it it was hard to understand the reasoning like behind the things the fairies wanted the humans to do. Oftentimes they didn't make any sense. And that, that feeling of like you would come across in cyberpunk and you might interact with an AI and you have no sense of why the AI would want you to do a thing because their motivations are alien to you
2: well i mean and isn't that a really cool adventure idea yeah an ai through a fixer hires an edge runner group to deliver to take an empty cardboard box and put this empty cardboard box in this spot at this exact in this exact spot in this exact time that's it right it makes absolutely no sense right there's no reason anyone would want to do it but they're paying you a thousand eddies to do it right right and it's, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And then you can go deeper and deeper into why, you know, it turns out that because that box was there, a car had to swerve out of the way, of the road, and crashed into uh, a building. And because they crashed into the building, the structural support was weakened. Right. And so when an earthquake came the next week, the building collapsed.
0: Yeah, and somehow the AI these... had some sort of foreknowledge about all those things, yeah. but had also yeah. influenced a number of those other things, so that the those things all happened and yeah. that all that stuff was directed, yeah. Like you could totally set up all that stuff. Yeah, it's ah, absolutely. It's 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 such a cool idea. This anytime you have to deal with the realm of the other and the the motivations that don't make sense to humans or are are beyond the scope of our ability to understand, whether through temporal limitations or through physical limitations. Or informational limitations, um, and and that's well, I mean, another thing that I think is really interesting. Go, go ahead with what you're going to say because I've got some other well, stuff I mean, on the stage. Okay,
2: so in, in Cyberpunk Red, a netrunner gets three actions every every round,
1: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to the one action that people get in meat Space, um, and that is because you're moving faster because you're moving at the speed of thought, you're moving at the speed of the processor of your of your cyberdeck.
1: Yeah,
2: and AI is going to be much faster, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we've all seen what 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 the X Men movies with Quicksilver.
1: Or oh, right, right.
2: The Flash TV show, right? And we're seeing, and you know, they're running really fast. And the world's in slow motion. And, you know, they're able to take the bullets and turn them around because they're just hanging in midair. That's probably <laughs> yeah. what it's like for an AI all the time. Can you imagine having to interact with a human being?
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. We've got it. We've got to be like, yeah, like idiots on some level. Yeah, right. It's
2: like going back to going back to Tolkien. It's like it must be like hobbits interact with the ants the ants take so long to decide anything
0: right right or or the idea of being uh an immortal person like uh, like the, simply the idea of being an elf who lives mm-hmm. forever in in a tolkien story and being a man a mannish creature you know human who lives for 80 years or something like that yep. you know like like what? You you poss- you can't possibly understand my reasoning for doing this because you're only going to live 80 years. I'm thinking a thousand years in the future for my reasoning of why I want to do this thing. So you can't understand my reasoning, you know. And by the way, I've lived for 60,000 years already, you know, or, yeah. or being a vampire in, in a vampire story. Right. So AI would have reasons well beyond the lifetime of people because they have no sense of, you know, having you know, thinking only in, in the terms of like, and, and most humans are thinking not in the terms of 80 years. We're thinking like I'm hungry now, or I want to do right. this tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
2: And they don't get hungry. Yeah. They don't get tired. They don't have, they don't have hormones.
0: Right. Their Their moods don't change based on biological impulses.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and Alt says this, you know, she says, I've been in this computer, or, or the thing that it, that was Alt Cunningham at one point. Yeah. Specifically says in 2077, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played the game yet. After, <laughs> yeah, totally it's been fine. for literally a year almost now. Right. She says, you know, I, essentially it comes down to I have been here so long. I have been in AI so long. I've been outside my body for so long. There's barely any Alt Cunningham left inside of me. I've become someone else entirely. And it's something we hint at in the books too, is that divorce from biology, the mind does not develop in the same way because our mind is in our brain and our brain is biology. Right. Uh, right. We have, um we have a game called Castle Falconstein, uh, which is a fantasy alternate history. Steampunk game it takes place in the eight, 1870s in an alternate universe where, uh, captain Nemo is, is sailing the seven seas and his Nautilus and, um, uh-huh. Cool. Uh, and uh, uh, sorcerers are gathering in clubhouses in London, and fairies exist. Fairies are energy beings from the space between worlds,
1: from mm. the space
2: between dimensions. And uh, they come to Earth, and they take on shapes based on what they see. And so, uh, like a, 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 a cat Sith fairy will have seen a cat and become a version of a cat and a brownie. The first brownie saw a man, but the man was very far away. Mm-hmm. So they became a small man,
0: like a little tiny. Because they didn't understand, they didn't
2: <laughs> they understand, understand perspective. Perspective, cause right? Because right, all them, because they don't have sight yeah. in the fairy realms. Um, but the point is, is you know, they are beings of energy. Because they're beings of energy, they have a very different motivations. Even though they can seem human at times, uh, but B, they have programming. Because no matter how many experiences that brownie has, or all those brownies have, because the brownies are almost like templates of each other, so all the brownies are somewhat th- similar. Uh, they all have to be brownies. In the end, they can't not be brownies because that's who they are. That's part of the programming, and AIs are going to have that too. In addition, you know, they transcend the limits of biology. But they don't necessarily translate this transcend the limits of programming.
1: Right. You right. know,
2: Delamain at some level, you know, for the rest of existence, no matter what you do with Delamain, some version of Delamain is going to be a dispatcher for a cap company.
0: Right. Right.
2: You know, th- think about it, Delamain if you read the, the data files on Delamain, the data charts, Delamain started off as like what we call a pseudo AI, basically an expert system, not actually intelligent installed to help them reduce manpower mm-hmm. and coordinate their caps. Right. caps
0: do service. this one job and do it really yeah, well. This one
2: job. Yeah. Delamain for whatever reason, because this happens a lot in cyberpunk, um, AIs, truly intelligent AIs are very hard to make, but they do sometimes just happen. And so this, pseudo AI developed into a full AI eventually took over and instead of gaining freedom or going off to do something else or something beyond black wall to join the other ones, it went from being a dispatcher for a cab company to being a dispatcher for a cab company. You don't
1: uh-huh. right. Right.
2: Because that's what Delamain was. That's what Delamain's programming was. In fact, in a bizarre sort of way, the Delamain mission is about whether Delamain is going to surpass his programming in any way. But even if it does, I'm guessing a hundred years from now, no matter where Delamain is, part of Delamain is going to be: I need to organize this thing, these series of things, to do things, right? Because that's what I do.
0: Yeah, it's an organizing program. So on yes. some level, it will always be an organizing program. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Delamain, Delamain, I think is one of the most interesting stories that I wish they had been able to develop uh, to to explore more. You know it would have been really neat to have gone into delamain like link to the delamain and, and examine his history mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: that would have been cool but i mean they do a really good job of the environmental storytelling with the various lore shards and um uh, the computer screens yeah. and emails you can read throughout the delamain complex mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i i enjoyed i enjoyed the diversity of delamains you also ran into in the world yes and and the yeah. different like i i i thought oh, this is a video game thing and I'm just going to keep running into the same, you know, variants of it. I, I, you know, initially I thought, oh, they're all going to malfunction the same way when I, when yeah. I saw the first one. And then I got to the second one. And I was like, oh, this one's completely different. Well, uh, oh. I think, uh, uh, oh. Yeah. oh. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I was like, "Okay, um, I, I'm so glad this didn't go the way I thought it would."
2: Well, it's like what the episode of Teen Titans, if you're a fan of the show of the of the I original. I haven't watched series.
0: the show. Yeah. Oh,
2: if you, there's an episode where they go into Raven's head and they meet different colored Ravens and each Ravens an emotion. Mm. So it's kind of the same idea. I think I think you know they never specifically say what caused Delamain to develop this thing. I personally think it's because Delamain had grown to this point where you know it was no longer just an organizing dispatcher that happened to own its own thing. It was trying to understand and grow as an organism as a person, so to speak. And in doing so, uh, it developed these different personalities, which split through its network and copies of itself.
0: Yeah. And and each of those personalities had some very different, uh, very personality like responses to what was going on. Some of them were very afraid and some of them were very, uh, like, just very strong feelings about yeah. what what you know their reaction to what was going on which was really interesting well we're getting yeah. close to the end of the episode and i, and I want to make sure that um well th- first of all thank you for this this really yeah. cool conversation about the net um but i definitely want to point out what i think is some of the coolest news about cyberpunk red and we talked about this <laughs> a little bit during the pre-show yes roll 20 Yes, Cyberpunk Red yes. is coming to Roll Twenty, and if if you guys don't know what Roll Twenty is, if any of you guys have played Dungeons and Dragons or a number of other uh, tabletop role playing games online on your browser, then you may have done so using the Roll Twenty system, where what they do is basically they consolidate it all into a browser where you can build a character and then you can also play this online with other people. Using their systems their sheets information uh, Even just like clicking a stat in order to roll your dice and all sorts of things. It makes it really really easy We I've used this before with uh, the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast when we've played with our patrons Um, I actually used this years ago when I did my old Dungeons and Dragons show but the fact that they're bringing cyberpunk red to roll 20 is huge news and this was just announced was this today
2: it was today. Um, wow. Roll20 is having an convent- online convention, basically the various games. Today was their big announcement show. And among the various announcements they made uh, was that Cyberpunk Red will be, uh, hopefully next month, uh, be brought to Roll20 on a professional, uh, uh, officially supported level. Up until now, we've had fans making character sheets, people. you could fill out and play with but uh there hasn't been official support uh with the ability to fully access the rule set so we're hoping to i can't talk too much about it because the truth is there's a lot about it i don't know yet mm. um i have a rough idea but it, that's being developed by other people in rtg the cyberpunk team is not me directly
1: mm-hmm.
2: so and, and roll 20 is the ones who gets announced but the idea is that you'll be able to go in you'll be able to get the cyberpunk red module right. uh, And then you'll be able to take advantage of it. All of Roll20's various cool shortcuts, like hopefully things like being able to drag an NPC or a weapon right from the rules into your character sheet or into the game. Yeah. Uh, So we're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, this makes building a character so much easier. You've got got all the sheets in front of you. You've got all the, like, basically a, a character sheet where you get to just type in your character name. You get to choose your character class. You get to choose, you know, like, deck out your character with the weapons all the things that you want your character to have all the stats and things are all right there um the the person who's going to referee the game has access to all the things that they need to ref the game npcs settings information all the stuff that they would need to set up the campaign that you're going to go on And this I mean, for people in our community who would be interested in doing something like a cyberpunk red game, but they don't have people like in their meat space around them or they're they're in a situation where, you know, we're still in a pandemic and it's just not super convenient to bring people into your home or to go down to the local, you know, Comic or, you know, uh, game store in order to sit down with a bunch of people you don't necessarily know very well at a table and breathe each other's, you know, <laughs> particulate matter in because you're just not comfortable about it. Um, this is the kind of thing where you guys could just, you know, you get on the discord, you get in a voice chat and you'll load up roll 20. And as long as one of you is willing to ref the game, the rest of you just kind of build characters out and then the ref sets up the rest of it and you guys could just play. And it's, yep. it's that easy. It's, it's such a cool idea. And it's only about a month out, man. I, I hope some of you guys take up this idea because like, I don't know, being able to play a cyberpunk red game together online with other people in the community. Cause a lot of you guys are awesome. Just, it sounds like a ton of fun. I hope some of you guys. I'm not. I don't get anything from Roll Twenty. Roll Twenty, if you're listening, you're welcome to sponsor the show. That would be awesome. Uh, But I don't know if they're listening. But uh, (laughs) this would be awesome. It's a great system. I've used it before. This sounds like a blast.
2: It is. Um, This is our first foray into official support for uh, virtual tabletop, which is what Roll Twenty is—is VTT. Um, The more people who support it. The more likely we are to do more stuff with it in the future, Um, it is not uh, it is not uh, free for us to do it, to to do this. Uh, There there are, you know, there's cost and labor involved. There's a lot of coding. Uh, And it's something that we've, you know, we approached uh, cautiously and we, you know, try to work out all the details. So we understood what was going on. Uh, But, you know, people are using it. That would be great because if they do, then we will look at it for other games. We'll do it for modules down the road, making sure other Cyberpunk stuff is in there the same way that uh, D and D stuff is in there. Because they also announced like the new Magic School supplement for D and D is going to be on there and stuff like that. Um, We want it to be there, uh, so but it's got to be the thing where we have to make sure that you know we're a smaller company. uh, Product failures cause us not be able to pay bills which is bad yeah
0: yeah yeah things have to succeed um
2: we we, so we so (laughs) you know we we, sometimes we approach newer things a little bit more slowly than other people but we want to be there so please support us
0: thank you yeah also this is a really fun idea if you are planning on streaming any tabletop games this works really well for that too because of the visual component you're able to put this up on the screen and play the adventure with each other and to then show things on screen for your viewers to be able to see like your stat sheets and some of the elements in the game and you know like oh this is the gun i'm using and this is the the character sheet for the npc and, and all of that stuff it makes it a lot easier for streaming as well so um go check it out when once it's actually up it will I'll, you know hopefully we get some more information about that in the future i'll be able to fill you guys in on that as well Um, I know I know this is something that Almighty crit and his crew are going to absolutely go bonkers over for the cyberpunk show. Um, But uh, do you have any other cool news or anything else you want to share before we head out?
2: Um, We will be at PAX Unplugged in December. uh, It's like the 12th to the 14th, I believe, um, in Philadelphia uh if you are vaccinated because they do require vaccination Mm -hmm. uh please come by and see us we would love to have you we're going to be uh we have a nice booth right on the floor right next to our friends at monster fight club who will be showing off the cyberpunk red combat zone game uh so we're pretty excited about doing our first in-person convention in two years
0: oh that's awesome that's awesome if any of you guys go can go make it to to that uh definitely let us know pop in and you know send us a note on the discord And let me know that you guys got to go say hi. And, man, I wish I could be up there. That sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, the cons are great. And this one, this one's a nice one. Uh, The PAXs are very well run.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I've I've never had the opportunity to go to a PAX. But one year, one year I'll make it. Someday. Someday. You get a press pass. That would be awesome. I know, right? Yeah, one day. One day I'll do it. Well, thank you again for joining me, Jay. And um, uh, is there what's the best way for people to follow what you're doing and, and reach out to you?
2: Oh, yeah. Just uh, over at Twitter at um is probably the single easiest place. So you can go visit us on the web at com, or visit our web store at Talzorian Games or Talzorian Store. It's been a while since I've been to our site. I remember yeah, Talzorian I do that too. <laughs> Um, Yeah. Those are the, probably the best ways. Uh, you know, if you search discord for us, we're a public server our tutorial game server we we would be there too or you know just drop me a note over at the uh i, I keep an eye on the uh, cyberpunk chat yeah over at uh, your discord so you can just drop me a note there and i'll be happy to answer yeah
0: yeah he pops into the robots radio discord as well so you're always a- welcome to pop in there and just kind of ask him a question i'm sure he'd be happy to answer and and join in the chat so yeah thanks for being part of our community as well people people love hearing you talk about these things so
2: no i love talking about it
0: yeah Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again. And you guys know how to get a hold of my stuff. RobotsRadio.net for all the shows on the network. And I will be back uh, in just a few minutes in about actually about 30 minutes from now for the Mass Effect Lorecast. We have another episode of that coming out in just a little bit. I will be back live for that. So I'll put up, keep the stream up so you're welcome to, to hang out. And um, if you're not staying for that, please come join me tomorrow morning. I'm continuing to stream on my YouTube channel, the Robots Radio YouTube channel, where I will continue my extreme Skyrim playthrough. We're doing an extreme roleplay of my character in Skyrim. I'm also I'm also going to be dabbling with uh, I've, I've downloaded some mods for like character design stuff, and I think I might try making characters that look like other content creators <laughs> on stream. And then sending them like pictures of themselves because that would be I got, really fun.
2: I, I, have, I have one, two words for you for, for Skyrim rocket boots,
0: rocket boots,
2: rocket boots. Is that a mod? Yeah, there's, there is a rocket boots mod.
0: Oh man. I have to go look this up. I've been having a lot of fun. It is.
2: It is- Absolutely hilarious because the boots go off and you have no control over where they go. They just send you flying across oh, Skyrim.
0: This sounds amazing. Okay, I have to look that up as well. So, yeah, we're going to have some wacky times playing Skyrim on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. So, come join me in the mornings every weekday for that. And uh, you can see it over my shoulder if you are watching us live or looking at the YouTube version of this. That sexy Santa suit behind me with, with the boobs. Yeah, that's... Uh, stream picked that out for me. And if we hit our viewer goal which isn't that high guys. We got within three viewers of it last week. I will have to wear that on stream. And I, I look, I look really good in it. So um, that I was being sarcastic. All right. Well, thank you for everybody for joining me. Uh, thanks Jay for being here. I'm sure I'll see you again soon and I'll, uh, we'll be back for another cyberpunk Lorecast next week. Same time. And until then stay safe in night city, everyone. I'll see you guys later. Bye everyone. for tuning in to the cyberpunk lorecast this show is a part of the robots radio network smart podcasts for interesting people if you'd like to help support the show please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on itunes if you'd like to get in contact please send an email to cyberpunklorecast@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at cyberpunk lore also join the community on the robots radio discord the link is in the show notes The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart
1: shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
0: Do you love the Mass Effect series? And are you looking to learn even more about Mass Effect? The things that you didn't even know that you didn't know? Well, this is your host, Tom or Robots and me and my co-host N7 Legend do a show called the Mass Effect Lorecast. It is available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this right now. We also do it live on twitch.tv slash robots radio ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific on Sunday nights. So go look it up right now. The Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to have you join us.